everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And joining us today is Sister Becca. Sister Becca's back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Becca. Hi, it's great to be here. Well, we were chatting before we hit record. Sister Becca, and we're like, it's what, 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. Sister Becca's been up since about one o'clock in the morning with a sick kid. So bless your heart. <laughs> but other than that, tell us how your April has been. I mean, it's been, it's, it's I'm ready for April to be over. I, I live in the Midwest, so it's uh, tornado season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, can we just, can we fast forward, please? yeah fast forward through it yeah i'd like i'd like to i'd like to be done with april and may um but honestly i kind of feel like i blinked and april was gone yeah yeah for sure and it's another long month but it just has been it's went by so fast i don't know i don't know yeah april was a blur yeah i said that to my coworker yesterday how is it the last you know day of april like how is that a thing (laughs) yeah yeah and harlequin almost got me you guys because they sent us email like oh there's a two-day sale and I was like, oh, May 1st. Psych! It ends April 30th at 1159. <laughs> and of course, they got you. They got me. <laughs> Buy three, get two. Almost got me. They almost got me. Well, we're here to talk Matchmaker April. Overall, what did you guys think about Matchmaker April? What did you think? I was very busy with lots of reading and things like that and work as well. I only got to one matchmaker book, but I feel like I didn't do, it didn't feel like I did much reading this month and projects and stuff kept getting, projects that didn't have a due date kept getting pushed, pushed back and back. So um, yeah, hectic, I guess was was my, my matchmaker April. I feel like I read more in April than I read in March, but same, I feel like I didn't read anything at all, but I did read a little bit more in April than I did in March. I don't know. I, graphic novels, guys. I was like, let me just finish the Giant Days series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what that about works. you, Sarah? What is it for you? Yeah, no, I, I actually, this was one of my best reading months that I've had. And, and I guess, I mean, yeah, I've had been busy at work and other things, but I think that's what I've been using for my stress relief as because for the first time in months, I'm feeling better, which is, you know, a good thing. So and I've really been kind of capitalizing off that. And I've been, I mean, but I haven't reading it. I've read a lot of Amish because of course it's been Amish in April mm-hmm. for me as well. So I think that maybe next year, that's what we should do for the, uh, <laughs> the prompt. Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. I only read one match, like one matchmaker book, but I read a lot of Amish stuff. So, you know, yeah. Um, it's I remember fun. when you realized you were like, we're doing matchmaker, but I'm reading Amish books in April. I don't know how many matchmakers I'm going to find. <laughs> and I did. There was one. There was, there was okay. one. I'm like, yay. Okay. What about for you, Becca? How have you been able to read in April or what's so, been going um, on? I've, I was doing some flights and on flights, I do the, uh, the love inspired books for airplanes. And I swear, like maybe just cause I was looking for it, but I was like, all of these have matchmaking in them. Really? I, I, yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not the Amish ones. Cause that's, yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't feel like that's what I need for an airplane flight. No, no. <laughs> but I was like, huh? Like, I was like, I feel like this is, these are all somehow tied together, but they're all kind of linked to matchmaking. I was like, oh, well, I wasn't thinking that when I picked these books up. Yeah. But maybe I was just like subconsciously thinking, okay, matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Okay, so before we get into the books, I wanted to ask you three. How do you like to see matchmaking in your romances? Like, if you can think back to, like, one book that really did it well. Like, we all read um, Carrie Nichols's The Sergeant's Matchmaking Dog, right? Like, that was an adorable way of implementing it. So what has been, you know, some of your favorite ways to see it? I do like the dog thing. I I think that that's kind of, like, in a way, a matchmaking dog. You know, I'm using air quotes because the dog's really not doing much other than being super cute and bringing them (laughs) together you know um but I'm a big fan I can't think of anything off the top of my head but I love when you see older cupids like older people like older ladies yes being uh-huh. the ones to like, you know, that's like my favorite trope, if you yeah. will. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole yeah. special edition, um, all their special editions now of Matchmakers Inc. And it's and it's like um one of them's like a whole it's like a an older group of ladies um that you got. And that's why it was funny about these love inspired because it was people that moved into the town. But they were like aunts or uncles and older ones like, oh, we should put this together. And I was like, interesting. Oh, my gosh. Look at Love Inspired. (laughs) But my favorite matchmaker is the one that the two main characters rebel against the matches and find Uh, each other instead. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm Because I think like sometimes knowing that somebody's mat is being matched, it like kickstarts somebody else like, oh, wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. What about for you, Aaron? So I, probably the most recent matchmaker one I read was Dating Dr. Dill by Nisha Sharma. So that's just a single title, but it's uh, it's has the whole American, Indian American culture in it. So you've got the meddling aunties that are always trying mm-hmm. to set everyone up and, and stuff. So that that's all fun. And then I remember Parental Guidance by Avery Flynn. So that's another single title, mm-hmm. but it was some kind of like television reality show sort of thing where like the parents set their adult children up <laughs> on like these dates and then they'd come on TV and like recap it and stuff. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> Love it. Do you guys remember, did you all ever watch, well, did y'all watch MTV growing up? I'm assuming. Oh, of course. Sarah, did y'all have I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. Because y'all don't have MTV in Canada. We have much, we have much music, which is the Canadian, you know, whatever. Do y'all remember Jenny McCarthy on Singled Out? Like the old 90s dating shows? I do remember that. No. I want more of that in romance. <laughs> like single people like going on these dating shows and doing stupid activities to try to win <laughs> the person's heart. <laughs> But yeah, I I thought it was an interesting um, thing for us to do because it can be anything from dogs to meddling grannies to, you know, old people in love inspired. There's everything. It can be anything. So I even feel like my current read in a way is kind of a matchmaker. I was thinking about that too, that my current read right now, I think very much is a matchmaker. Yeah. 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 Okay. Becca, you go first. Tell us about your read. Okay. So I did a throwback. Okay. I read A Temptation. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> nice. So I read A Man from Maggie Moore. Okay. It is uh, book three of the Montana Matchmakers. I did not read one or two, I'll be honest. 
But I mean, the the fact that it's a uh, it's a temptation tells you it's it's a little older. It's a 2013. Um, it's mm-hmm. done. It was written by uh, Christine. Oh, I'm gonna butcher her name. I apologize. Rolson. I hope that's close. Rolson, yeah. yeah, we'll go with it. And this was oddly what I was looking for because the basically the the town of Bliss, Montana, around Christmas time, they have a I'm not gonna say a competition, but they match somebody every year, and they had just matched one, and the cutest little matchmakers requested they do one more match for their mother so the kid specifically requested a stepfather not just any stepfather but her best friend joey's father of course of course and so the matchmakers were like no no that's a terrible match terrible match they won't (laughs) they won't work at all so they tried to match her up with anybody else but of course so maggie's our heroine and um, uh, Gabe is is our hero, and they have conflict because their their previous spouses are both are both dead because they were in a car accident because they were of course having an affair together. Of course, of course, <laughs> as as one does. That's right. It um, happens. Bliss it Montana. Happen. Bliss Montana. <laughs> um, so of course, you know that's what the match were like. Oh no, this is this will never ever ever work but he was like he was very protective of all these people they were bringing over and it took him forever to realize you know why he was so protective (laughs) because he wanted he wanted her so i just thought it was funny that the matchmakers said that thought that they were a bad match and kept putting anybody else in (laughs) and it was the kid i love it absolutely all right aaron what was yours so mine was a throwback as well this was a royal pain by ruth jean dale i'm not the Harlequin site's kind of I'm not sure when it was published. It says 1990s on the cover image, but it says on sale July 15th, 2011 for the, the information. <laughs> so it's 11 laughter. So I think it's older than 2011. <laughs> it's from the 90s, I think. Okay. So we have our, our love interests are uh, Sabrina and, is it Sabrina? Yes, Sabrina and Charlie. And Charlie works for Sabrina's mother, Lucille. And Lucille's this kind of devil wears Prada boss sort of sort of personality. And her first assistant she ever had that she really loved was named Malcolm. So she just calls every assistant she's had since Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm? <laughs> 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 so our, our male main character is being called Malcolm throughout most of the book, even though his name's Charlie, but he's been tasked <laughs> with going to the daughter's farm to convince her to go to her birthday party that her mother's throwing for her, which isn't actually a birthday party. It's actually she's going to have three very eligible bachelors there that she needs to choose from to to get married because she's 25. And oh it's, my God. it's been too <laughs> long. <Literally>, yeah. <laughs> And so obviously a relationship gets worked up with between Charlie and Sabrina as he's going trying to convince her, no, your mother wants to just do this nice thing for you. And it was... It was a lot of fun. Probably the best thing about it would be the the funny characters and dialogue. It just, everyone was a caricature. And the steamy moment was actually pretty sexy and fun uh, in the in the book. Probably the, the steamy worst. moment. So yeah. there's one moment? It, it, was just, it was just one moment. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
I'd say probably the worst thing about the book, though, was it kind of went with this whole vibe of women are crazy. And it, it a lot of the book was it was very 90s where like it's this this guy that has, you know, good head on his shoulders is, is stuck dealing with these two, you know, crazy women that that they don't know what they want. And, and he's stuck in the middle of it. And even the grovel moment was both of the women making up to him at the end because they they had treated him bad. Or something. I, it, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a '90s trope. Women are crazy, right? Yeah, that yeah. Right. yeah. So okay, that was your time, first yeah. love and laughter. That was your first. That was my first love and laughter. Yes. So how did you feel like that one versus when we read the Jill Shalvis flip, the flip side? side? The flip side one. I actually, I actually think the flip side one aged better than okay. than this one, just with the tropes and things like that. But they were both they were both really enjoyable, uh, just for the the comedy effect in them. <laughs> Yeah, just hear me talk one, about it. We're laughing. So we, we need to get Aaron to read a duets next. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Do have you, Brie? Yeah, yeah uh, just one. Yeah. Okay. A deep yeah, yeah, dive. Yeah. Aaron doing a deep dive on all three. On all three, yeah. <laughs> You're such a you're such a comedy lover, so I know, I know. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what was yours? Mine was um, I had two planned, never got to them, but I did read for Amish in April. Um, oh my gosh, Building Her Amish Dream by Joanne Brown. Full disclosure, I didn't completely love the story, and finally enough, it was because they didn't seem very Amish to me. <laughs> and I say that because <laughs> I am loving the honesty in this episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> like they're throwing out uh like pop culture quotes and i'm like should you know that like, right did you where did you hear about that you know but underground like, amish right <laughs> very educational romspringer right? yes very educational <laughs> very educational so anyway the whole pl- premise of the book the reason i read it is because it actually takes place in canada it takes place in prince edward island and it's about these uh these characters who come to pei and they're starting like a new amish community i guess you will so our main character maddie she is there with her younger sister daisy and daisy has cerebral palsy and daisy's our matchmaker she is adorable um their family actually their mother took off left the amish community left all the kids with the dad um and then there's this gentleman benjamin who came in who's also amish but daisy wants a dad for her baby like she has a doll and the baby needs a daddy so she's trying to put Maddie and Benjamin together. And it was, I mean, it's love inspired. Anyone who's read love inspired knows these are like beyond sweet books, but it really was cute. And Daisy was like my favorite character in the whole book. Cause she was just like a delight, you know, she didn't care. She had like no filter <laughs> for an, a little Amish girl in a wheelchair with cerebral palsy. No filter. <laughs> How, okay. how, old, how old was she? She was probably 21 or 20. Like, she was a bit older. Like, she wasn't a young kid. But, of course, her mental age was much younger. I, but that's, she, that's a really hard thing to write. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah, no, they did it. The author did a really, really good job on it, I think. Yeah. It was a really cute book at the end of the day. Just like I said, not particularly Amish, but I've had people point out to me saying, if they left the community, maybe they're not that Amish to begin with. Like, you know what I mean? Amish light? Yeah, Amish light. Amish light, yeah. We'd like, to get, we'd like to get a new a new category for uh, Harlequin Amish light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only have a couple of light switches in that. <laughs> I you would have, love you to have, have an two Amish. light switches. Yes, only two. <laughs> I'd love to have an Amish guest on the podcast, but like that was ne- that is no. never going to. That's not yeah. You gotta like... have Google Chrome. That's what we tell them in all the emails. <laughs> 
like I say to people when I read these books, I just, because I know that there are Amish people who go to Walmart because they often will go and buy things there. I've had viewers tell me this. Yeah. And I just yeah. think, do they stand in the book section looking at these going, that's not how we act? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> want to know are they reading category romance in the amish community i don't i really hope that they are (laughs) i would hope that they are but yeah they're reading desire uh, oh yeah (laughs) oh my gosh my brother used to work for the amtrak out of chicago and he met an amish girl and they like wrote letters back and forth and then one day she just stopped writing him and my mom's like yeah i don't think they're supposed to date outside of the Amish community and like you're black so they like really liked this girl so yeah it's sad to the Amish girl from Indiana who met the guy on the Amtrak get us up we want to know how you're doing right right she could have been on a rumspringa yes and then she joined the church and she couldn't write him anymore i have to know like what was the pop culture references that you were like oh god they made I, I, it was some movie something from a movie and like a movie from a few years ago like so i'm wondering again like like you said i wonder if they were on their like rumspring or whatever it was called and saw it but then the fact that they referenced it to another character just right. oh, okay yeah. but the thing that i found as a canadian i had to i had to tip my hat to the author because the author is not canadian is that the sister with cerebral palsy um someone gifted her a copy and she was reading anne of green gables Aww. which of course it's set in prince edward island right so yeah. i thought that was adorable <laughs> yeah was i've cute. only what read like yours? i've read one amish romance and i know that like they get to a point the, the character in the book the hero had left the community and like wanted to go back to check on his family or something so is there like a period where they get to kind of see that's do the i like this enough. life okay okay yeah okay. They, they do they they leave and they can be gone for years and years and years and they can they can do things like they can go to the city they can go to the movies they can learn to drive a car smoke drink do all these things but then they have to make the decision do i want to join the church or do i not and in that aspect i kind of really like it like they're given yeah, a choice too. Yeah. You know? Go see the heathens on the other side. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, guys. What was I your went, book three? I went with a desire. Okay. Yay! We have Ever After Exes by Susanna Irwin. Ooh, there it is. Yes. So mine's a different take. So it, this is Will and Finley's romance. It's second, it's trope heavy from hell. And I just adored it. So Finley is like, I think her mother died. She was raised, she was raised by her stepdad. Her stepdad was very businessman like, like he wasn't a bad guy. He was just all about his business. So that's how he raised her. So she's like about her business, like no bullshit, like it's just all business. And he, I don't know if he's in jail for something, but like he did some really messed up stuff. And there's like a reporter, journalist out there doing like a tell-all and kind of pointing the fingers at Finley. She had nothing to do with it, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we meet her, she's at a wedding and she sees Will in the audience. They had a thing once upon a time because of course they had a thing. They're, you know, it's a second chance romance. So she's like, I got to get out of here. So the friend's like, go ahead and go to 
the ranch, whatever, like an hour away. So she goes, she's taking a lovely bath. He's left the wedding as well. And there's a storm coming. And he's like, oh, I'll just stop at the ranch, not knowing that she's there. So he stops at the ranch and he's walking through the house. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm alone here. He opens the bathroom door and there's his ex in the bathtub because this happens. And then it's like, it's like, it's set in California or something. So like this big storm comes and there's a mudslide <laughs> and now they're they're trapped at the house Close proximity <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. let's trip. just take off the trope <laughs> and the matchmaking element is he has actually designed a matchmaking app and it's both of his sisters like it's successful both of his sisters found the loves of their life and so there's like this television production people that are like let's do a show about the app and have you be like the guinea pig, the first person that comes on here and finds love, but he's having close proximity with his ex. So that is the romance, guys. I was like, oh, this is, there's this trope after trope after trope. And it was such a quick read. It was, it was delightful. (laughs) So I liked it. I like seeing, you know, I was like, I was thinking about that, um, the, the matchmaking romance series we read, Sarah, you read Sophie, I read Rachel's. Yes. Like the matchmaking for the rich people. Yeah, and no, I was like, the one I that really... we would never qualify for. Yeah, yeah. We'd never qualify. <laughs> but I was like, I do like seeing like the apps and stuff. But it was a different perspective, like with him having designed it and all of that. And like, I know Netflix is doing like these matchmaking dating shows and stuff. So it was really cool for them to be like, why don't you come on? And he was all for it. He's like, sure, I'll do it. But then just when you're not looking for love, here comes your ex in the bathtub. Absolutely. You know? Or a mudslide. <laughs> and a mudslide. <laughs> mud yeah. It's a good thing that we got the bath. Only (laughs) in category, okay? Only in category. Hashtag only in category. (laughs) May's theme I'm struggling with is unconventional. I feel like I have a lot of options, but I really want it to be a good pick. So I'm so excited. What are y'all's ideas for unconventional? I've got mine picked already, but I'm not telling you what it is. You do? It's an old, (laughs) wait for it, it's an old love swept. Ooh. I'm getting the vibes that like, if you really want to do unconventional, we have to do something throwback. Because I feel like, what unconventional are we going to see? Besides what Aaron's reading, what are we going to (laughs) see? Yeah. (laughs) Which Aaron's is a new book, but technically it's kind of a throwback in a way. Yep. Some of the um, romance suspense have some pretty unconventional aspects in them. Oh, well, maybe I should look there. Some of those you're like, hmm, (laughs) okay. Yeah, I think today going for like a small town romance where the mailman character isn't law enforcement, I, I would take that as, okay. uh, as, as unconventional. <laughs> or a firefighter. Oh, Excellent yeah. point, Aaron. Excellent. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. <laughs> we might just, I mean, Cynthia Williams literally has a paranormal special yeah, edition. That one yeah, would work great. really well, I think. That might be my pick. I might have to read it with you because I have it on my shelf. Yeah, I've got it on my glows now. And a lot of the stuff I want to read next month would work, but I have one in particular picked out. What is everybody reading now before we get off here? Anything good? I am am still reading Best Laid Wedding Plans by Karen Booth. Like I said, it's a project that doesn't have a due date, so it keeps getting pushed to the back burner, but I am very much enjoying it. It's kind of a matchmaker too, because like the, the main characters from the first book kind of forced the two characters together in this one. They're 
like, oh, well, you guys need to work together on this because, oh, yeah, you know, just yeah. reasons. So, you know, go off, do your thing. <laughs> Are they autumn and gray? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that is right. That is kind of a matchmaker. Yeah. Don't you just love, like, being able to take your time with the books? I do, yeah. What about you, Sarah? What are you reading? Um, I It's the last day of the month as we're recording this, and I am desperately finishing off my last book, which is Isn't It Bromantic by Lissa K. Adams, the fourth oh. in the Bromance Book Club, and it's my favorite character. It's the Russian. And I, I love was going to say, is this the Russian? the Russian? The audio, and it's just... <laughs> Oh, it's, I was listening to it in the car coming back from my aunt's and I was just smiling because he is just the most delightful character. But it is matchmaker adjacent or esque, if you will, because it's a marriage of convenience. Like he married this girl in Russia so she could come over to the U.S. to go to school mm-hmm. and they've never had a quote unquote proper marriage. And now she wants a divorce to go back to Russia and his friend, and then he gets injured. And now all of the bromance book club is trying to push them back together again. So it is a matchmaker in a way, right? Are they still doing the books or what? Like what's the theme yeah, of the book? He's, he's actually writing a book. So in every other oh. book, oh, they awesome. have like alternate chapters are like a romance they're reading. But this one, he's writing a historical romance. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. It's just so happy. <laughs> so what was the third theme? Like, what was the third one? Because I feel like th- I thought the, the Russian third, was the third book. No, no, no. The third one was the one um, it dealt with domestic abuse. Um, it was about oh. the girl who owned the cafe, the cat cafe. Oh, okay. That was okay. the third book. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Becca, are I, you reading anything? <laughs> I'm reading Tracy Douglas right now. Just, you know, getting ready to talk to Tracy Douglas. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm just rereading some of her books because she's she's a she's a nice she's a nice happy place, and, and I enjoy. Plus, she has a new one coming out soon, so I was like, oh, oh, nice. uh, I'm just getting ready for it. <laughs> You're like, it, it came you know, out what? It's, it's always nice to see you reading a medical because that's like your roots. Like that's your happy place. I do, I do <laughs> love medicals. There is an unconventional medical. It's a, a vet. And one of the other vets is, she's not really a vet. She's a this, robotic this technician, which is if quite I, unconventional. I mean, if I picked a veterinarian for medical, would that be unconventional guy? Um, The way they're going now, they usually about in, in all of their six books, one right now is, is, is about a, is a vet about is a Vet. But this one specifically because it's a vet a vet story, excuse me, about um she's robotics and she's building like bionic limbs things to go okay. and help prosthetics. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. prosthetics, but they're it's all cutting edge is the wrong word, but it is because it's it's like how they sync with everybody, with how they sync with, with the animals' movements. Okay. Oh cool. But that is unconventional because I read it, I was like, really? <laughs> Yeah. It is. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking I found like I have one of those like Vietnam romances that they put out born born in the USA or something like there was a series they did. And I was like, the Century well, of American Dreams. Was yeah. The series, I was like, I well, we don't see a lot of military in category these days. So could this be unconventional? I don't know. I have so many ideas, guys. But <laughs> like three years ago, category made like a ginormous like stop, stop writing about military and I, I will tell you it I don't read those because they bother me because they're wrong and I know that they're wrong and I'm like I, I just can't yeah I just put it to the side I mean it's a great it's a great idea love to see it if you write it right I'll read it but yeah I yeah. think it's about three years ago when we stopped completely and moved more yeah, to like everything local used to law be enforcement. Still- 
or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex-military. Well, yeah, and you see, yeah. you see a lot of those. You know, they're they're doing different jobs now, but they're coming back their hometown. They're coming mm-hmm. back to different jobs after being out of the military. Well, I'm reading two books that I would love to get finished because I do feel like I've been reading them forever, which is fine. I just my reading has slowed down a lot. Um, I'm finishing the Dachshunds. Uh, the Dachshund Wears Prada by Stephanie London, which is kind of a matchmaking book in a way now that I think about it. It's a dog, obviously, that does the matchmaking, but that's a lot of fun. We have an interview coming out with her. And I'm also reading the new Brenda Novak, Summer at the Beach, which I have really come to look forward to Brenda Novak's like spring, summer, summer releases. releases? Like, oh my gosh, her women's fiction is so good. There's like two characters in here. One was married to the guy and his mistress, like she didn't know for like year, like I probably like two years that he was even married. And then somebody one day was like, Hey, he's married. I mean, he had put her up in an apartment and everything. And they, the, the two become friends. It's beautiful to see. Wow. But now that the wife and him have gotten a divorce, the mistress is kind of having these thoughts of like, do I want to be with him? Like, you know, I kind of want to be with them. And it's like, but you've already become like really good friends with her. So I'm like, what is she going to do with this situation? <laughs> it is really good. So Plus he lied to her for two years. I mean, yeah, plus right? he yeah. lied to her. I'm like, girl, the way kind you got thing. him is the way you could lose him. Like, no, yeah. mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. and messy. So yeah. Well, it's been great catching up with you guys. Absolutely. Yes. Listeners, let us know. Hit us up. What did you guys read for Matchmaker April if you joined us? We would love to know. And let us know like what you plan to read for Unconventional May. Help your girl yeah. out because yeah. I'm struggling. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you guys pick. So, um, yes, Becca, we hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Yes. A fabulous <laughs> I hope you get some sleep. Yes. Um, hopefully your daughter gets some sleep as well. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the first one's not happening without the second one. Yes. <laughs> All righty, guys. We'll chat with you in our next episode. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.